Physician-assisted death may become legal in Canada in early 2016 if there is no successful legal challenge to the Supreme Court ruling of last year. Among the many unanswered questions around the issue is this one. Should physician-assisted death be recorded on the medical certificate of death? And if so, how? As a manner or as a cause? I'm Dr. Kirsten Patrick, Deputy Editor for CMAJ, and today I'm speaking with Jocelyn Downey, Professor in the Faculties of Law and Medicine at Dalhousie University in Halifax, Nova Scotia. In their analysis article, Professor Downey and her co-author Casey Oliver explore the purpose and the various uses of medical certificates of death in Canada. Hello, Prof. Downey. Hello. Why did you want to write this article and address the particular question of completion of medical certificates of death if and when physician aid in dying becomes a legal right in Canada? I've created a list of all of the various practices that will be affected by our move to legalizing physician-assisted death, and medical certificates of death was on that list. And I, I knew we'd need to answer the question whether it should be reported on medical certificates of death, and if so, how. So I went digging into it uh, last summer, developed a position on it, and I thought I should put it out uh, into the literature so that we could have a public debate about it. Are medical certificates of death uniform across Canada? How are they currently used in the various provinces? They're not exactly uniform. There's no one single form that is identical across the country. There's a lot of similarity, though, in respect of many aspects. So, for instance, they all ask about manner of death in some way or other, uh, but they're very different as to whether, for instance, some will ask, was it natural or unnatural? Others won't make that distinction. Some, when they ask about it, whether if it's non-natural, they'll say, for instance, they'll give you categories like accident. Others don't at all. Um, we also have a lot of variation around other kinds of elements like Aboriginal status, the occupation of someone, for instance, environmental factors contributing to death. That's very variable across the country. But for our purposes, for the medical certificates of death in relation to physician-assisted dying, uh, they're largely consistent uh, because the vital stats registrars report up a standard data set. Uh, so the part of the form we're looking at looks quite consistent, although not, not identical across the country. And which part of the form are we looking at? We're going to be looking at the manner of death and the causes of death section. What is the difference between cause and manner of death, and how might physician-assisted death fit under these categories? So manner of death is basically how did the cause of death come about? Was it a disease or another medical condition? That's a natural manner of death, or was it non-natural? So for instance, an accident. And then you go to cause, and you have a spectrum or a, ch a chain of events, let's say. So you have an underlying cause, which is what starts the chain of events, then you have antecedent causes, which are links in the chain. And then you have the immediate cause, which is the final link in the chain. And so, for instance, not in PAD, but just any other condition, let's give examples. So underlying cause of death might be diabetes. Then the antecedent cause would be flowing from the diabetes ischemic heart disease. And then the immediate cause of death would be myocardial infarction. Another example, different kind. Underlying cause of death is you trip over a rug. The antecedent is fracture of the neck or femur, and then the immediate is pneumonia. So you see how they track across time. So with physician-assisted dying, the underlying cause, I suggest, would be the disease that qualifies you for physician-assisted dying. So, for example, pancreatic cancer. 
then the antecedent cause would be the lethal injection or the ingestion of a lethal dose of medication. And then the immediate cause of death would be the sequela of the injection or the ingestion, and that could be uh, anoxemia, for instance. So in your article, you consider both recording and not recording physician-assisted death on medical certificates. Talk us through what both situations might look like. So if you don't record it in any way, what probably will happen is that you would see the the disease that made the person want to access physician-assisted death show up in the cause, either as the immediate cause or as an underlying cause. It's not clear what people are going to do with that. If you do what I'm proposing, which is you have it very transparently on the death certificate, so you're recording physician-assisted death, it would show up in two ways. The first is that physician-assisted death would be recorded as the manner of death, and in a, in a box that would say, for instance, physician-assisted death, uh, and then it would show up as well in the causes of death, where I would suggest that the underlying cause would be the disease that qualifies you for access to physician-assisted dying, then the lethal injection or ingestion would be an antecedent cause, and we can talk more about these sort of stream of causes, and then the, uh, for instance, cardiac arrest, well, it's not the actual cardiac arrest, but the, the sequela of the injection would be the immediate cause of death. So you would see it in two ways. You'd see it under the manner, and you'd see it under the cause. How would your proposed system compare with other jurisdictions where physician assistance in death is legal? It would make us be different than most because most other jurisdictions don't include mention of physician-assisted dying on the death certificate. So, and, in, and indeed, for instance, in Washington State, you're not allowed, you're not supposed to mention physician-assisted dying on it. Uh, the only place that has a, a notation of physician-assisted dying on its death certificate is the Netherlands, and it does it in a slightly different way than I'm suggesting. So this is an example of what I think is a broader phenomenon in relation to physician-assisted death in Canada, which is we have the opportunity to look at what everybody else has done, take lessons from that, and develop a best practice. And so with, with medical certificates of death, we can do that. With all the other aspects of physician-assisted death, we can also do that. So we can have a made-in-Canada approach that is, in fact, I think, the best approach to physician-assisted dying in the world. In your opinion, how should the issue of medical certificates of death be handled in the coming months as legislation for physician-assisted dying is handled in Canada? I think that we should change them in a uniform way so that everybody across the country is reporting it the same way. And I think we should ask that the manner of death be recorded as physician-assisted dying, broken out into a physician-administered medication and the patient-administered medication. And then that for the cause, we should record the disease that qualifies the person as the underlying cause and then the lethal injection or ingestion as antecedent, and then the sequela of the injection or ingestion as the immediate. Because one thing that's really important to note is that the underlying cause what gets reported up uh, to our national mortality data sets, and it's really important that we, we still see the burden of disease of, for instance, the cancers, and we get that by having that recorded as the underlying cause of death. But we also have the transparency that's associated with having physician-assisted death right on the death certificate. And I think it's incredibly important that we have that transparency moving forward. That sounds like a very sensible getting our ducks in a row in a lead-up to uh, this becoming legal in Canada. That's the goal. Thank you, Prof. Danny. My pleasure. Goodbye.
I've been speaking with Jocelyn Downey, professor in the faculties of law and medicine at Dalhousie University in Halifax, Nova Scotia. To read the analysis article she co-authored, visit cmaj.ca.